0: It's that time of day to throw on your favorite movie or stream the best new show. And most importantly, it's time to sit back and relax with Raisin Brand After Hours, where we take a closer look at the shows and movies you may or may not know, as well as all things creative. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. I welcome to the first episode of this kind of spin-off podcast that we are doing, still incorporated with. Racing brand and everything but uh thus dubbed Racing brand after hours where no and i are going to be talking to you coming after the work hours here we're actually recording during work hours but this will be coming <laughs> to you but a nice uh kind of relaxing fun podcast to talk to you about things that um you know are still related to a lot of things we do but um we're going to be talking about a lot about movies um and, and different fun like marketing thing within that tv mm-hmm. shows uh, we got a lot of great topics and potential guests that we're going to be bringing on. Um, let's let's get into the fun stuff that we want to talk about. Let's do it. Let's get into this um, entertainment. Yes, podcast. Exactly. I, I I love talking about entertainment and and stuff like that. And don't get me wrong, I love talking about marketing and branding and stuff like that. Uh, but I mean, within that industry, our jobs kind of come on more on the entertainment side. I mean, mm-hmm. in, in in essence, because we're. The creators of things were actually the ones you know going out there and shooting things and writing the scripts concepting things like that yeah and marketing in itself is meant to entertain in a way that makes people more inclined to buy into the product or brand mm-hmm. or whatever i guess um, yeah, but I or the most movies
1: are made with the intent of an audience it's not just like oh these people happen to like this movie it's like right no this was what we were aiming for right exactly <laughs>
0: uh and so with our first topic today uh, a very relevant one that we want to talk about um and it actually it pertains to a lot of relevant things right now in our field and in the world and we're going to be talking about the impact of COVID-19 on the entertainment industry yes um and it's and it's not even just movies and tv shows it's in inter- and uh it's you know in marketing and everything, it's it's kind of weaved its way into our life in almost every aspect one way or another. Um, so we're going to be specifically talking about movies inspired by the coronavirus, weirdly enough, um, and then also some movies that are addressing uh, the coronavirus and movies and TV shows that are addressing it within this context while also still keeping along with the show. And also we're going to be talking about uh, movies that were affected just by the the virus and the lockdowns and the uh, the quarantines in general uh, because as a lot of you know movie theaters are kind of open but there's not really a lot of movies and tv shows kind of showing at on tvs or are they mainly theaters. open in
1: big cities or are they open in areas such as like the cedar valley where we're located like in iowa that's a great
0: it- question so um they are kind of open here. I mean the okay. the one in Waterloo was open. As oh, far as actually. I know, the, the Cedar Falls location is still closed, which is Yeah. Serious. Every time I go pick up groceries, I've noticed
1: I think they changed the posters out though, which is weird. Yeah. I don't I don't know how that person stayed in business to <laughs> show up and change out those posters, but Yeah. Yeah, I thought the movie theater was closed, but yeah, I keep like I keep seeing updated posters and I was like
0: the point <laughs> i guess maybe they're maybe they're hoping like hey if you come to the cedar falls one and then you realize it's closed you're like oh well they have this movies at yeah this another location or something I don't, know. I don't really know but i i really it. haven't even been to the theater unfortunately Same. um but on the note yeah we're going to be talking about this so let's talk about um let's jump into the first topic here which is movies that you know directly kind of address and incorporate the coronavirus into their subject matter yes profiting off a tragedy
1: let's talk about that right exactly
0: <laughs> that is a weird because th- that's kind of
1: where i know i kind of brought up to you when you were asking like oh what kind of topics should we talk about and i kind of brought this one up just because it was one of those things of i understand that from a media perspective and from a perspective of being creative you draw inspiration from your life. And right now everyone's lives and what's relatable is that idea of you're stuck at home or right. like life is like turned up on its head from 2020 and like the COVID-19 pandemic and everything now and in, continuing into 2021. Um, but yeah, just some of these things we're going to talk about, like songbird and uh, lockdown. I, I'm not quite sure if now's the time for these movies, mm-hmm. right? Like maybe it's one of those things where if I saw these after everything was okay, like vaccines and stuff have been rolled out, it's like, Oh, we're no longer deemed pandemic level. Mm -hmm. Then maybe I'd have a different opinion, but I don't know from seeing these commercials and trailers and things. It kind of got me thinking that they
0: might, Hollywood might be jumping the gun a bit on some of these. Right. And it's, it's weird when you compare it to other national you know emergencies and tragedies that happen one in particular is 9/11 could you imagine if yeah. like uh, in november of 11th on of 2001 if they announced hey we're going to be making the 9/11 movie like could you imagine if that yeah, happened like that's how many people you know, don't do that but what is funny
1: that i'm seeing almost a reverse trend now and i don't quite understand it or maybe it's just because i'm not paying attention like i should be mm-hmm. um but i look stuff up about just Uh, trends of, like, movies and stuff and, like, what makes money, what doesn't make money. Um, And it was talking about how usually after a big traumatic event, such as, like, events like 9-11 or a big war and things like that, um, people gravitate towards comedies. Like, after 9-11, Zoolander Mm -hmm. was one of the top grossing movies, apparently. Okay. Which is funny to think about because it was definitely one of those, like, it's a good movie. I really do enjoy it. But... I feel like just looking at it critically, it was one of those movies that was definitely there at more of like a pandering state. Like it was clever, it was well written, like but it was one of those like goofy laugh out loud comedies that right. I think if it was put out in any other time and I think a lot of people at least from what I saw in the article kind of share this opinion, it would have done as like as it would have done as well as like a typical Ben Stiller movie. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't have been anything crazy, but I'm noticing now we're getting a lot of weirdly like relatable pandemic stuff as opposed to like laugh out loud comedies like to take our minds off of it. It's almost like we're in a state of not trying to ignore it. Yeah. And just trying to incorporate it into our daily lives as much as possible.
0: Right. And that's, that's interesting because you would think, yeah, like we'd be getting more entertainment, common comedy movies, but instead we're getting songbird, uh a, it's a Michael Bay movie. It's I a think. Michael Bay produced movie. Oh, produced. Um, and the premise is by 2024, the COVID nineteen virus has mutated into COVID twenty three.
1: Only four years, apparently. <laughs> That's all it takes. I know,
0: and the world is in its fourth pandemic year, and it's like a disaster movie, and mm-hmm. there's like martial law and like it's super. ID oh yeah, and... well it's like a thing of everyone is
1: at this point, which doesn't help any of the conspiracy theories out there now it's almost like everyone is like tracked somehow like everyone knows who has the virus and who has not and you're supposed to report it and as soon as you report like people show up to like your house they put you on extreme lockdowns and i think i think something sinister happens i don't yeah i think they maybe
0: off you or something yeah i think they give
1: you a a permanent vaccine i don't think they i don't think they just treat you and take you to the hospital it sounds a little more extreme where they if you're a host or a carrier you just be you just get eradicated before others can become infected. Right. Um, which is wild and seems super irresponsible on my irresponsible. part as, as far as writing and stuff goes. Like, holy cow, talk about fear mongering.
0: <laughs> right. And you look at it compared to the other pandemic themed movies and TV shows we've been getting or are getting in the future. So, Coastal Elites, uh, it's about five people living in either New York City or Los Angeles navigating the COVID 19 pandemic. That sounds a lot lighter and like maybe sounds, a little yeah, more lighter. kind of topical like oh like hey these people are just like us oh, their- it sounds yeah. like an
1: entertainment way almost like you know more about this than i because i would never heard of it until you brought it up um but based on the title alone it sounds like it's one of those things of almost like a reality-esque show where Middle class people can watch rich people do funny things during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's accurate or not, because I haven't seen anything about I it. I think
0: it's like basically these rich people or elites, um, like kind of zooming or Skyping one another like during the pandemic and it's just like a oh. kind of I think that's kind of like what it is. It was like an HBO show. I haven't so really seen it. So it's like a it thing, thing where it's but.
1: like Ryan Reynolds gets on a Zoom call with like Hugh Jackman and they have fun for like an hour or something and that's the show or
0: um no it's like it's uh scripted show oh so gotcha okay yeah.
1: but so then hugh jackman and ryan reynolds playing just characters, playing or characters yeah. through a zoom
0: call um i'm kind of curious now so interesting. um let's look up the cast and everything because it it sounds yeah, i never heard of it like it was an interesting show or um,
1: wait was that the netflix one
0: so this one is on hbo oh so, no my
1: bad no ne- i know netflix just came out with an um, now that i think about it yeah least came out with like a a mockumentary? Oh, I think it was uh,
0: Death to 2020.
1: Oh, my bad. Yeah, it was just to the whole year in general. Yeah, that was
0: by the creator of Black Mirror. It has, uh, I actually watched it over mm-hmm. a break. It has Samuel L. Jackson, Hugh Grant, um, some lady who's playing like the Queen of England. Um, oh, it yeah. was really weird. And it, I, again, it was kind of like, well, why wild. do I want to relive all the stuff that happened in this year? But yeah. it put into perspective how crazy of a year this was. So that's another kind of... Coronavirus mm-hmm. thing. That's great. You brought that up because I totally I t- forgot about that. I
1: totally forgot about it until you're talking about the elite thing. Mm-hmm. I thought that's almost exactly what this sounded like. But yeah,
0: this show, its it was interesting. Yeah, like I said, it's the like kind of, um, they're like all zooming each other. And I think it was originally written as like a play or something like that. But it's got Bette Midler, Caitlin Deaver, Dan Levy, uh, Sarah Paulson, and Issa Rae. So it's got a really, you know, nice, okay. talented cast. It did not do that well Reception-wise, it had like a Rotten Tomatoes score of 55. So it's kind of mid.
1: Yeah. um, But I'm guessing if they did it all through Zoom calls, it was probably more or less a thing of... I would count that as actually a pretty responsible way to do a show because it seems like it's as low budget as you could probably possibly get. Um, If anything, they might have shipped them some cameras or sent like a person or two over to get their Zoom call looking pretty.
0: Yeah. Then, it, yeah. It said they were, it was all filmed remote and everything. So mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, it wasn't like they set it up to look like it. Apparently it was actually, yeah, all filmed yeah. remote. And I mean, it must have been of somewhat quality, I guess, if they're putting it on HBO and everything, mm-hmm. but that or was one of those yeah.
1: passion project. Yeah. And they were like, I want to show the world that you can still create. Cause I know a lot of people now have been doing like uh zoom or digital plays where they don't necessarily get super dressed up. Like as far as characters and stuff go, just because it's, From my understanding, it's a lot of what people find around their house or, like, what they just can't get their hands on safely. Yeah. And then they just kind of sit in front of their camera and there's a lot of – almost like a radio show. It's kind of – and I'm guessing that's kind of what this is like, that idea of where they're just sitting in front of, like, their computer or, like, a camera and they just, like, read a script. And there's
0: some other kind of narration to set the scene and everything. From a marketing standpoint, it's interesting, too, because, like, it's something that you – rarely see it's something that has been done in like the horror genre with like unfriended movie where they're like on skype the whole time and like the oh is haunting yeah, yeah but it's not something you've seen transcended other almost genres. like a blair
1: witch-esque type yeah. thing where they're holding the camera like they're
0: it's kind like, of like found footage yeah like a way their,
1: it's their narration almost yeah like yeah it's an interesting concept
0: that's yeah so yeah that's that's another one you could check out um this one sounds like a little bit more like a melodramatic freeform abc family type show love in the time oh, of yeah. Corona. Uh, apparently it's like a play on words of another show that I was un- not familiar with, but it follows yeah. the lives of people who are looking for love, sex, and connection during the COVID-19 pandemic while social distancing. So this one, it's basically like they said, hey, let's have you know, a romantic comedy, dramedy, but let's just throw COVID-19 in there. And then I think that's kind of vaguely the plot. I'm sure there's more intricacies yeah. to it and everything. I've seen but- some bits and part, like, pieces of it and stuff. And it was one of those
1: where... I think songbird is probably one of the most irresponsible ways you could possibly make media Mm -hmm. in this day and age. Like, (laughs) holy cow. Talk about just freaking everyone out almost for no reason. Um, But this one is just interesting because I don't, from a social point, it almost made me, it definitely made me evaluate what I was doing in the pandemic because I know, um, uh, like in one of the commercials or trailers or whatever clip I watched of it, um, These people are sitting on the couch, it's late at night. I think they're a couple, and they're just like, Do you wanna get drunk? (laughs) Like that was like a whole like line of like admitting that most of America right now is just getting trashed in their free time. (laughs) Just out of boredom. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like hopefully like I didn't see the full episode, so hopefully maybe there's like that twist on there of like, Mm -hmm. oh, maybe we should do something semi productive. But not if not, insane, then it's yeah. like oh, it's a bummer. Like yeah, to think that we're all just so bored, we have to alter our own reality in that way.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a little. Maybe it sounds like a little too real or something. Like maybe yeah. they kind of play up on that or it something. Definitely, I'm sure it's from a dramatic
1: standpoint, probably holds the mirror up to society a bit. Right. And whether the characters make a difference or not, I feel like it could always, it could still potentially inspire others. Or maybe it's just that idea of allowing people some time to like process it or like some time to like feel like it's relatable, mm-hmm. which I guess is another way you could look at all this stuff is that it's just another way to maybe like ease some initial fears, like especially with yeah. the show, like uh, love in the time of Corona or any in the age of Corona or whatever it's called. Um, like, yeah, it's it follows pretty average stories. Like there's another bit in it where, People were coming home, I think, from the grocery store and they saw their neighbors or they're just sitting outside and a neighbor popped out and they're like still doing like the same old thing. And they're just like, yep, type <laughs> of thing, which I feel like a lot of people can relate to. And I yeah. think that's another way to look at this, which maybe I was being too cynical at first or I'm just very much don't like songbird. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's an interesting way to look at it, too, is that it could just be a reassuring that, hey. you you don't this isn't something that is only affecting you and like if you feel like you're going stir crazy Everyone else is also going stir crazy. Oh, exactly. Unless you live in <laughs> Iowa where apparently it doesn't exist. That's, uh, <laughs> that's a separate podcast. That's another topic. Yeah.
0: <laughs> um, and so the last one we have that's like created during this time or created around this is mm-hmm. lockdown. It's an HBO max. I think it's an original movie. I don't think it's a show, it
1: uh, a but it's, is it a
0: movie or a show? I thought it was a show. Uh, you know, I don't know. Actually, now that you mention it, uh, it's, it's I something the that's one a trailer for it. Exactly. I've yeah. seen the one trailer. So it's a, a piece of media on HBO max. Called Lockdown. It stars Anne Hathaway and Chiwetel Ejiofor, and they play a quarreling couple that make peace in order to take advantage of the COVID nineteen pandemic and pull off a jewelry heist at Harrod's department store. So this one sounds like it's it's kind of lighthearted a little bit. I, like I kind of like this one the yeah. most out of all of them, if I had to say. It's interesting. It's because what, what I saw in the
1: trailer is that they and hathaway and i'm sorry how do you pronounce the guy's name she
0: would tell edgy of
1: she would tell of Four.
0: yeah
1: oh cool i think i said that right yeah um, yeah yeah.
0: you're good i'm so bad at names
1: uh, <laughs> but those two uh it sounds like their characters hooked up in the like series or movies or like whatever this is and then i think they're in england or they're in yeah, somewhere yeah. in great britain and then they get put on like everyone's on a house lockdown where they can't go anywhere So they're stuck (laughs) after like their hookup, like living with each other. I think that's where a lot of the initial like, like emotions come from with them of like, they weren't expecting to see each other ever again. And then it turns into that they both happen to have something to do with that store to where they can slip in and slip out with a diamond. Right. Which is an interesting concept because I do kind of like heist movies and like I like heist stuff. It's always interesting to see that stuff play out, but yeah, it's an interesting take to do it during a pandemic.
0: Yeah, I think it's it's not ultra serious, like no. downtrodden, like fear mongering, like Songbird. It's a little bit more campy, played up,
1: mm-hmm. sounding
0: and uh like over the top, extreme, like obviously. Like, I, I wouldn't be offended by them taking advantage of the COVID-19 pandemic in this, because it's obviously so over the top. Like, I don't think anything like this would hopefully happen. I mean, I don't like, think anyone's anyone doing it. a heist right now. Right. People are taking advantage of it other ways, like opening yeah, bars. There's, or there's
1: other
0: issues. <laughs> People are finding other ways. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so that was one I think I'm looking most forward to. Least I saw the trailer, so I think it's coming out mm-hmm. soon. Um, and that's one you can watch from your homes and everything. Uh, but just to touch on a few other already going ongoing shows that are going to be addressing or already have addressed coronavirus which i think is interesting of course you got Grey's anatomy the good doctor um all I'm, I'm sure honestly all the medical dramas right now are you know milking the crap out of coronavirus. Oh, yeah, i'm and, sure they're figuring out some way to work it in and something right because sure they're all relevant things and set in this present time and uh i guess yeah if they weren't addressing that it'd probably be a little weird yeah i i don't know we yeah when talking about the medical stuff I feel like I don't get
1: as, not that I was really ever offended by any of this stuff. It was more of just like a, it felt more like a yikes moment. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I feel like with something like Grey's Anatomy or like The Good Doctor, that's like normal to talk. Because like they talk about so many other things that you could ta- that you could say is like taboo. Like it's almost like one of those things of uh, like there's always cancer in those shows and stuff like right. that. Or like awful diseases that... Affect people in very very negative ways and affect a large majority of people in those negative ways, but it's one of those things of it's not done in a way to profit off it in a way of like, right. oh, you're gonna walk. It's not a piece of fantasy. I guess mm-hmm. I think I think the fantasy when it starts crossing too far into fantasy is when I start looking at some of the stuff as like, oh, that's okay, maybe <laughs> a little bit irresponsible to freak people out and make and maybe add to existing conspiracy theories, right?
0: And then just the last two shows I have on here, which aren't like medical drama. So it a little interesting that they're touching mm-hmm. on it, but they're still very popular drama slash comedy. So This Is Us apparently is going to tackle it full force is what they said. And then Brooklyn Nine-Nine is going to like tackle it from like the first responders perspective, which I think is interesting. That could also be,
1: yeah, interesting. Because I could see, I feel like Brooklyn Nine-Nine's approach is going to be a very, I feel like it's going to be kind of funny in a sense of like very satirical of yeah. like, like some people are going to be very like you need to wear a mask. Here's the proper way to wear it. Like almost in full PPE here. And then other characters are gonna be like, yeah, like well, I'm doing it right. And then have your nose hanging out.
0: Yeah. Stuff like or that. Like,
1: yeah. Do we, or someone's going to arrest somebody for not wearing a mask in public. Cause mm-hmm. I think they're, yeah, they're in Brooklyn. So yeah, it's like the New York area where it's apparently rampant. <laughs> um, and they have all those rules and stuff. So I could see them easily kind of doing a little bit of like a tongue in cheek, like, Poking fun at the people that kind of think it's no big deal, but uh, like all that kind of stuff.
0: Right. So, now let's move on to our next topic, which is still very related to the first, but these mm-hmm. are movies that are being shot or have been shot during the pandemic slash lockdown in some cases in some countries. Um, so, these movies aren't about coronavirus or no, not related to know. it in any way, at least as far as I know, but they just happen to be created during this hectic time and therefore it was still very much impacted on the production. So, a very relevant one that um, I think is probably not as well known as some of the other ones. There was one that just came out uh, or is coming out in February, but the trailer just came out today. It's Malcolm and Marie. It's a new uh, Netflix movie shot by Sam Levinson, um, who was the director slash creator of HBO's Euphoria. Oh. So it's a very, he's like a very popular up and coming creator. Mm-hmm. And they just released a trailer for today. I definitely recommend checking it out because it looks very stylistically amazing, which he's kind of known for. But also looks like it's got some really good performances. And that's uh, starring uh, John David Washington and Zadea. Okay. And they play, uh, it, it's kind of like a, almost like a similar starting premise to that lockdown movie, but this again has nothing to do with COVID. So John David Washington plays a director and they come home from his movie premiere and like get into this big dramatic fight. Mm. And it's like one of those you know, two hander kind of movies where it's just like two characters going back and forth. And it probably could even be like a play or something yeah. like that.
1: Almost kind of like how marriage story was where it's mm-hmm. a little bit long, not like maybe necessarily in the lines of like total plot, but that idea of there's two main characters and they're like the central focus and everyone else is either just, instigating things or kind of like adding on to things and right. those like supporting
0: characters well and i think actually it might only just be them like i think it just oh, takes place real? all in the house as far as like the trailer oh. showed me i think it's and that's that was part of it as well it's because they actually filmed this movie in secret during lockdown is what they kind of describe it as and i remember Interesting. When, when this was first announced i was like wow this just came out of nowhere and this sounds like a stellar cast it's got a great director behind it and the trailer and all the media and marketing stuff that's about to come out and is coming out right now it's already looking fantastic so that's coming out in netflix in february so i'm definitely looking t- forward to that um uh, next up we have the batman uh the yes. robert pattinson starring movie uh directed by matt reeves mm-hmm. which i'm definitely just that's one of my most anticipated so i'm i'm uh i'm mad it's being affected by this because it was originally supposed yeah. to come out i think it was supposed to come out like this summer i think if i'm not mistaken i
1: i think you're right because it originally like I mean, way before anything, yeah because it's like, it's a Batman movie. It's a big, like, that. that's, like, one of those, like, summer blockbusters where it's, like, no one's in school. No one, mm-hmm. the most you have is work. So, it's, right. like, oh, like, everyone possible could probably go see this movie. But, right. obviously, now it may be
0: and then, not the case. Yeah, and then it got pushed back to, like, the Halloween time. And then. Okay, it could also it, be a good
1: time for Batman. Right. For marketing and, and strategy. Because this actually, one looks yeah. gritty. Holy cow. Yeah
0: and it's actually uh, partially based on a comic series within Batman's universe called The Long Halloween. Right, right, right. right. So, th- there there's some play there, but then it got pushed back again and I think it's coming out in like March of 2022 now if I'm not mm-hmm. if I'm mistaken. Oh, they didn't want to do a holiday special. Right, exactly. So they're <laughs> kind of all over the place with these release dates, but that's one where um I think they had already started shooting and then had the lockdown, or yeah. I can't remember if they already were in production, but I think
1: they were definitely already in production because I remember hearing about it before everything. Like it may not have been very oh like a long time beforehand, but right. I remember like I think having conversations with people. I like, guess that's a good, good mark. Having like conversations with a lot of people about it. <laughs> like it wasn't just like over text or over something, I was able to like actually think, talk to you and other people about it. Yeah. um But yeah, that unfortunately I was very much affected by that with release dates.
0: Well, and oh, even then. directly so in the cast because it was in the, uh, uh, initially yeah. announced that Robert Pattinson had COVID 19 when they first started. So they started yeah, out for like two weeks, he caught it, and then they had to shut down for like a while but as far as i know it's i mean i've heard it's been a stressful production no doubt and they always yeah. show these pictures of director matt reeves he's got like a huge like almost like he's wearing like a full ppe suit but yeah. I think he's just got a huge coat on and glasses it's and, probably
1: yeah like the goggles and the mask and the face shield and the gloves and yeah exactly so he's extra all layers like,
0: I, i've heard it's been stressful and i can't even imagine they're still shooting it and it's been going on for months and it's um they've even had to adjust i think they're shooting more on sets instead of on location like they're originally shooting in london and Mm -hmm. and now and now in including that i guess i didn't have this on the list but it was just announced recently that the new dr strange movie in the multiverse of madness they've been filming in london and they just had to shut down production again whoa really because of the yeah because of england is going on another lockdown
1: Mm. so i
0: i honestly i Fingers crossed, but I wouldn't be surprised if maybe that's in our card soon, but it's because of that new strain of COVID that's more uh, easily transmissible, easily more contagious, uh, Not supposedly not more deadly or, or aff- affecting on your health, It's just more easily spread mm-hmm. I and mean, starting to get in the States here. But um, this isn't a COVID-19 podcast, so I won't go into all that. <laughs> um, I'll stick to the movie part, but that is just another thing. That's another way that, you know, our entertainment is being impacted. All yeah, these shows affected.
1: It's everything works kind of together in a way where it's like if like restaurants are closed unless it's just like oh it's national restaurant closed day Mm -hmm. most likely everything else is going to be affected and that includes like movies and like the entertainment industry and like because and from what we've done with making short films and like commercials and like things for people um, and ourselves is yeah you a lot of things that normal set does not necessarily follow as far as like being sanitary, Mm -hmm. especially if you have like a romantic comedy of people like kissing or something that's (laughs) super probably hard to do nowadays at least at a local level. Like I don't, I don't see a lot of people making any local short films with that are super romantic like that, unless the two are like in a relationship
0: or probably just get tested immediately. Right. (laughs) Exactly. And then, so, last kind of... It's a small topic, this last one, but just going Mm -hmm. over more delays and effects from this COVID-19 on the entertainment industry. So, you have movies like Fast and Furious 9, which is supposed to come out, like, last year, is pushed to next year. Um, Like I said, the Batman, Batman, Dune, the entire Marvel slate was pushed back almost, like, a year in some instances. That's crazy, too, to think about, because now they have Disney+, Plus, which you would... Right.
1: Which I understand why, because, again, kind of like when everyone's getting upset with Christopher Nolan and everything about like having that movie theater experience. It does make a difference. It does. Like, yeah. Everyone doesn't have a big fancy TV and like a surround sound. And like these movies aren't meant for like, if they were meant for that, they would have gone to either straight to Disney plus, or mm-hmm. they would have gone straight to like a streaming service. That's on your TV. Like, right. It's on the big screen for a reason, which then makes it a bummer from the consumer level. But hopefully consumers can also then appreciate the art of, making a movie or making this high budget thing where you just can't compete with all the different aspects that are there.
0: Right. Um, But yeah, like on that note, you brought up a great topic that I was actually going to transition to next. It was about like the difference between some of these movies originally theatrically slated being pushed Mm -hmm. to streaming and some movies actually, you know, sticking with the theatrical model. So on that note, you brought, yeah, we talked about Disney. Disney has so far, you know, um as far as we know they are committed to the theatrical release in in, in somewhat and now that's not to say be saying that they're releasing all their movies in theaters because as we just saw uh over christmas and the holiday season mm-hmm. they released soul which is originally slated for theaters and it's supposed to come out in like november they pushed it back to december 25th it came out directly on yeah. streaming that's an instance of one of their like franchises slash movies and i think that was actually a really good one To push onto there because it's like a thing and
1: yeah, it's kind of like the whole troll, although trolls too had a massive debacle. (laughs) Um but it's like that same concept of it's geared for more families and stuff. And yes, that movie probably is a very different experience from in your home to a big screen. But overall, at least in Pixar movies, it's not about the spectacle, at least in my opinion. In my professional videographer or creator content whatever you want to call me experience it's more about the story that's being told mm-hmm. like i watched onward at home because i didn't get to the theater in time and i i teared up at that movie and i probably would have teared up just as much in the theater like i don't right. think having all that stuff blasted around me would have made me cry harder like would have made me not cry or whatever yeah it's just they just tug. Pixar is just so good at so good <laughs> grabbing your heart and just squeezing Ugh, it. I know, but in a loving way, but also semi brutal on <laughs> yeah. some of their stuff. But yeah, that's I think a good example of a movie that it can do well. Um, and there's a ton of other movies like that do well on streaming platforms and yeah. stuff. It's all about the intent of the movie. Like obviously Doctor Strange or like the big Spider-Man movies and like big Marvel movies. They're all about like. Spectacle. Yeah. And yeah. the screen is kind of like Scorsese says is that they're like theme park movies which yeah. they are done very creatively and I do like they're creative but they are you go to it to be amazed. Right. You go to it to see something you haven't seen. You go to it's like you go to see it and then it's like oh Robert Downey Jr. looks like he's freaking 19 in this because they spent tons and tons of money to de-age him yeah. or like <laughs> uh, Samuel L. Jackson looks 20 years younger for this entire movie because we paid people to do that. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> um, but on the flip side of that, um, so you talk about you were talking about how like, oh, it, maybe in certain cases it doesn't matter whether the movie's on the big screen or on the small screen in, in your house. But on the opposite side of that, I think you we also mentioned that sometimes it does matter. In, in this case, in the case of Wonder Woman 1984, I think it would have made a huge difference. Now, granted, I enjoyed yeah. the movie and it was one that I guess – technically did come out in theaters and on streaming at the same time. They, they have committed to the theatrical model, but of course the majority it's hard of people we commit now, yeah,
1: especially with all the,
0: you, you're not going
1: to get the same amount of people in the theater, just literally from a safety perspective. Mm-hmm. So yeah, like, that model is a little bit up in the air currently
0: yeah so they 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 did both and of course more people watched it on streaming um yeah. and he's good yeah was that he's probably good oh no, in, from a safety from at, one yeah 20, yeah i i probably would have preferred they rather delay it i guess in general yeah. um but i get it they need money and, and blah 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 but yeah that's a that's an example of a movie i think that definitely would have benefited from being on the big screen it, mm-hmm. it didn't get particularly great reviews from the majority of people um and it was like a big spectacle thing that suck to have to watch on an, an admittedly big TV, but not as big as and, and bold as yeah. the, the big screen and everything. So it's just one of those things. Like, I mean, I guess the fact that we're still even getting this kind of media in general right now is a blessing because we, it could be a lot worse. I will say that we could be left with nothing and, and, and it could be a lot worse. And this True. is a very, I don't even know how to, it's like I don't know. Um, the fact we that we're able to have these discussions, yeah. yeah, we can have, have some nice.
1: entertainment, but And I mean, luckily, it's one of those things of most of these big companies, since they're so much under the public eye. Yeah. Is that you can probably be pretty safe to assume that they're being done safely or that ideas are being done that are very safe or they're a minimal cast for a big budget movie.
0: Yeah. (laughs) So that I think will wrap up our discussion today of Movies and television shows impacted by the coronavirus in a multitude of different ways. I think this is a fun conversation to have for our first one because it's topical. And it also infused all the things that we love to talk about in entertainment, movies and television and marketing and all the stuff. So really thank all of you for turning into this first episode of Raisin Brand After Hours, hosted by Noah and I. Uh, yeah. If you haven't already check out our other podcast race and brand, um, it's going to be hosted by Zach and Aaron Jarnigan now. Um, I guess I don't know if we've announced that yet, but I'm announcing it now, uh, more or less, <laughs> um, where they're going to be talking more about, um, the, you know, the classic race and brand stuff and marketing, building small businesses and branding businesses and whatnot. And like I said, this is going to be the entertainment and the creative side of that spectrum. So, uh, yeah, if you're into both, check out both, um, check out our vlog on YouTube, look up the pixel lab on YouTube. And, um, yeah, just, you know, keep following us in this space. Really appreciate it. And, uh, we will see you in the next episode. Hey everybody. Just wanted to say thank you so much for listening and be sure to subscribe to stay updated on all of our new episodes. Also make sure you check out our YouTube channel, retro neon film to see all of our creativity on display and check out our branding and marketing podcast on the feed as well. And it's called raisin brand. And if you'd like to be a guest on our show in the future, just email podcast at thepixellab.co. That's podcast at thepixellab.co. Thank you again and have a great week.